I could have all of the children up through the sixth grade come join me up at the front. That would be wonderful. Come on up. Hi, everyone. Sometimes this only works for Father Stan. We'll see if it works for me. You ready? Are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> Got to get my finger looked at again. Well, good morning, everyone. I have a question for y'all. Do you have, I'm sure you guys seem like a very friendly bunch, excuse me. So I'm sure you have lots of friends, but do you have like a really, really good friend that you like to spend a lot of time with? Yeah, yeah. I remember when I was about y'all's age, I would go on a lot of family vacations. Now, my mother has an aunt, or my aunt and uncle, my mom's sister, my entire mom's side of the family lives in Memphis, Memphis, Tennessee. So I've spent a lot of time in Memphis growing up. And so I have a cousin that lives in Memphis by the name of Justin. And Justin and I, we were thick as thieves whenever we hung out together. Do you know what that means? means we got into a lot of trouble. Our moms and dads would say one thing and we'd be like, yeah, okay, maybe, if we feel like it. And then we'd get in trouble. Because you're supposed to listen to your parents, but the point is, is that I spent a lot of time with my cousin Justin every chance I got, right? And so every chance I got to hang out with him, I always made sure I was always around him. The entire, we'd go up for a week and the entire week I would be up there hanging out with my cousin Justin because I only got to see him once a week, right? Sometimes, whenever we think about our relationship with God, I think we kind of think of him in the same way, right? Sometimes we come to church on Sunday and that's the only chance we get to hang out with God and we have to make the most of it on Sunday morning, right? Or we go away on retreat or we do some of this stuff, right? And the truth is, is that God wants to hang out with us all the time. God can hang out with us all the time. He wants to hang out with us all the time. You know, our gospel lesson, the one that Deacon uh, Kathy read for us this morning, is all about prayer. And prayer is a lot of things, and the most important thing prayer is is just hanging out with God and just talking to him like you would talk to a friend. And so I hope that as you guys, you know, get ready for school again, which I know seems like a scary thing to think about. It's like, come on, Father Michael, it's still July. I know, I know. But whenever you guys pray, just treat God like a friend. And just tell him about your day, what's going on in your life, maybe some things you're scared about, things that you're happy about, yeah? Does that seem like a plan? All right, if you guys want a packet, you can get a packet from the green box over there from Mr. Doremus. There we go. Wonderful. Thank you all for coming up. Well, good morning, everyone. My name is Michael Schwant. I'm the Associate Rector and Youth Minister here at St. Timothy's Anglican Church. If you're joining us for the first time this morning, I just want to say welcome. 
It is no accident that you are here this morning. The Holy Spirit brought you here this morning, and so we are thrilled that you've chosen to worship the living God here with us this morning. Now, along with my responsibilities and the wonderful ministry I have here at St. Timothy's, hanging out with our young people and getting the opportunity to uh, love on and disciple the next generation of church leaders here at St. Timothy's, I have another diocesan responsibility uh, called a Soul in the City. I'm the director of Soul in the City. Now, if you're joining us for the first time, I just used a lot of really big words that you may not know the meaning of. That kind of is our own Anglican lingua franca, if you will, our kind of Anglicanese. But the Anglican Church North America is a denomination here in North America. Spoiler alert. And we organize ourselves into what are called dioceses. Now, these dioceses are often grouped by geography. That's not necessarily the case exclusively, but often that is the case. We belong to what's called the Anglican Diocese of the Western Gulf Coast. And so we partner with other Anglican churches in this Western Gulf Coast area. We go all the way, uh, all the way down to Brownsville, all the way, follow up the coast to New Orleans. We have Anglican churches all in that large area. We have a bishop. A bishop provides leadership and guidance to all of these Anglican churches in the area. He's Clark Lowenfield. His cathedral, his church, is up in the woodlands called Hope Point. Um, and I was asked about three years ago to head up and provide direction for a youth ministry that we've got going on in the diocese that we've been having in the diocese for a number of years called Soul in the City. Now... The next question I'm sure you're asking yourself is, what is Soul in the City? Well, since the big man left me in charge and I had the opportunity to tell you what Soul in the City is, I'm going to tell you what Soul in the City is. Soul in the City is a week-long uh, summer camp-type experience for teenagers across our diocese, right? We have some churches that have participated that are outside of our diocese, but for the most part, uh, it's our diocesan churches will send they're teenagers. If you are going into the seventh grade, you are old enough to attend Soul in the City up until the summer after your senior year. Those are kind of the age, that's, that's the age range we have. And so what happens is these teenagers volunteer, they sacrifice a week of their summer, they come to the church, they check in on Sunday, that, that Sunday the first day of the week, and then they stay until that following Saturday, and we completely rearrange the building, right? We take all the furniture out of the youth building, we take all the furniture out of most of our children's education classrooms, and we cram them full of teenagers to try to get them up here, and they have breakfast here, they have lunch here, they have dinner here, they spend the night here, and what they do during the week is we organize them into teams and we send them out to various uh, Nonprofit organizations in the Houston area to uh, ministry partners that we have. For example, we sent a team to the Houston Food Bank this year. Uh, we've partnered with them for a number of years. We also partnered with the Montgomery County Food Bank for the first time this year. I know there's a number of us here in the congregation that are involved with Team Tomball Emergency Assistance Ministries. We partnered with them for the first time this year. We also partnered with a wonderful organization called Restoration Houston. Uh, that helps rebuild homes that have been affected by Harvey and by the winter storm and just people that may not have the resources to rebuild their houses. They help, uh, uh, help rebuild and do repairs for those houses that need that. And so we send a team to those houses that need help like that. So these teenagers, they come, they sacrifice a 
week of their summer, they say, okay, I'm going to go serve. I'm going to go be the hands and feet of Jesus to a city that so desperately needs to meet him. They come back. They get to hang out with their friends. And one of the coolest things to see is uh, during Soul in the City, this is really the only opportunity, save for our winter retreat, which happens in January, our diocesan winter retreat, where these teenagers get to hang out with their other friends across the diocese, right? In this kind of special, intimate way. They, maybe we'll get to see them during synod, and maybe we'll get to see them during church events, but Soul in the City really is the only opportunity they get to interact. And so it's, it's cool to see teenagers that are running up and down the hallway constantly because teenagers seem to have this limitless amount of energy, and yet it's so hard to wake them up in the morning. I don't know why. Crazy. Shocking. I did the Lion King a couple times as their wake-up song, so, you know, I guess the Lion King worked, or at least it worked for me. And then after the fellowship in the afternoon, they get to uh, be poured into by worship leaders across the diocese and various pastors and teachers from across the diocese, and we'll come and have put on wonderful worship services for them every evening. And I get asked often, what's your favorite part of Soul in the City, Father Michael? And it's always the same answer. And, one of the, and the reason why I love Soul in the City and why I've loved being involved with Soul in the City over these many years is I get to watch these group of teenagers show up on Sunday. And the ones that have been there before are really excited, but we inevitably have a lot of newcomers as well and everybody's a little nervous about what's going to happen and then everybody's getting to know each other on Monday and Tuesday. Then all of a sudden you see friendships form and you see relationships form and all these wonderful uh, godly Christian friendships are forming and then what happens is through that the Holy Spirit shows up and these teenagers, if they know Jesus, grow closer to him and praise be to God, we uh, have teenagers that meet him for the first time and then say, I want to have a relationship with this person named Jesus. And perhaps what's maybe even cooler is we have a group of teenagers that still have doubts by the end of the week and still are not sure about this person, Jesus, but they've been introduced to him enough to say, you know what, I'm willing to explore what a relationship with Jesus might look like, even with my doubts. Because here's the thing, Jesus can take your doubts. But, as much as I'm sure you would love to hear me rattle on for the next 10, 15 minutes about Soul in the City, I thought it would be more impactful to hear from students who participated during the week themselves. So at this time, I'm going to invite Slade and Sophia Hager to come forward. These two young people have courageously volunteered to come up and share uh, their experiences about Soul in the City, why they love it, why they keep coming back, so on and so forth. Let's give them a round of applause. Thank you, guys. Soul in the City has been one of the best experiences of my life. That one week has done so much for me. It has shaped me to become a better Christian and has pulled me closer in my relationship with God. It has helped me to let the Holy Spirit in and be more open. Being able to go out and work in the city of Houston through God's power is amazing. Making a difference in at least one person's life is a gift. Being able to spread the word and actions of God is truly the best. One of my favorite things about Soul in the City is being able to meet new kids around my age and connect with them through Christ. 
The relationships that have been made are wonderful. I go to Swollen City every year to learn about the Holy Spirit and be more open to Christ, serve Houston, and make great friends. Every day at Swollen City is a new adventure. Having quiet devotional time in the morning helps to shape my day. Family time and church time in the afternoon helps to talk about the day and open up to others. The worship time at night is fantastic for letting the Holy Spirit in and fill the room. God has spoken to me many times and in many ways through Swollen City. My prayers have been answered and many situations have been healed. God spoke through scriptures we read and the lessons that were taught. He also spoke through other people, especially leaders. I always look forward to Solon City every year. It has definitely become a life-changing experience. Um, hello, everyone. Um, Solon City to me is an opportunity to, to learn and to grow and be closer with not just God, but friends too. On top of that, it's also a place to heal for many people like myself. That is part of the reason why I and so many others go every year. It's a safe place, a refuge, free from the stresses of the outside world, especially as teenagers, which is very difficult for us. <laughs> um, and a place to calm storms through God, which was the theme of this year. Um, God spoke to me personally by making me realize that I was loved I had a difficult breakup around two years ago, and as a result, I thought I needed girls to be loved and had a low self-worth and self-value. I knew with my brain that God, my friends, and my family loved me, but I sometimes didn't think I deserved his or their love, and I just couldn't feel or believe it with my heart. However, that changed today, or I mean, sorry, that changed this week during Soul in the City. I realized and actually felt for the first time since I can remember that I was loved not just by my friends and family, but by God as well. I felt God for the first time since I can remember, and he helped me realize that the only thing I really need is him and his love. I'm sure many of you have heard the phrase, a peace that passes all understanding. Before Soul in the City this year, I honestly found that a bit hard to believe, as I've had struggles with my faith due to my struggles in life. However, I and so many others, again, felt this peace for the first time in a long time on Thursday night during the retreat, which is called Holy Spirit Night, or Cry Night, as some people call it, due to the amount of tears that are shed and how much people feel his presence. I'm not the only teenager to experience something pretty life-changing during this soul in the city either. Many teenagers are like me. They feel him for the first time in a while, grow as a person and as a Christian, grow friendships, and in, all, and in almost all cases, enjoy it thoroughly. They enjoy helping out the city and the brotherhood and sisterhood through Christ that they form along with companionship with the other teenagers. If you want to be a part of that, help out, help grow teenagers, or help other teenagers like myself, I encourage you to volunteer as a leader or enroll as a student and teenager if you wish to grow like myself. Thank you. think it's an accident um, that A, Slade and Sophia were the ones that shared their testimony with us this morning, but I also do not think it is an accident that our gospel lesson for this morning was Luke 11. 
In our gospel lesson for this morning, Jesus is instructing us what it means to pray and how we are to pray and what the purpose of prayer is. And prayer is a lot of things, but one of the chief things that prayer is, is it's this desire and this going into the Lord's presence. And God instructs us and says, do you not believe me that I can give you good things? Gives this example of who, when your children asks you to give them a fish, you would give them a scorpion instead. If you go to the Lord in prayer and ask for his Holy Spirit, he will send his Holy Spirit. And one of the things that I love about Soul in the City is I get to watch in these lives of these teenagers, they get to experience that. That amazing truth. So I want to echo what Slade and Sophia said this morning. If you have any desire to become involved with Soul in the City, please come find me after the service. Feel free to call the church office or send me an email and I would love to get you connected with Soul in the City. Dare I say what might be even more important to that as, than that? As important as Soul in the City is, is I encourage you in your own life, search for ways for you to experience the presence of God in your own life. One of the things that we make sure we do at Soul in the City is that if a teenager gets sent to us, we try to make sure that that teenager has a youth group or a church family to go back to so that the wonderful lessons and experiences they have experienced at Soul in the City can begin to bear fruit in a church community. Brothers and sisters, look around you. This room is full of people, your Christian brothers and sisters that desire to walk alongside you. And so I pray, let us all make every Sunday into soul in the city. Let us all experience the presence of Christ every Sunday and then encourage and support each other as we try to carry those lessons forward into the week. So just as those teenagers went out and were the hands and feet to a city that so desperately needs Jesus, you and I can be those hands and feet during the week. Sunday is important. So, so important for us to gather as Christians to support one another, to hear God's word, to partake of the sacraments. But brothers and sisters, dare I say, Sunday means nothing if it doesn't go forward Monday through Saturday. So my challenge for all of us is let us carry Sunday forward through the rest of the week. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.